Hello and welcome to DKI Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode number 137. I'm your host, Joel, and joining me live on the line all the way from Massachusetts, it's Jace. What's up? Hello, hello. We are here for the second part of our... Uh, I'm stumbling over the year because not used to it yet. It's not even started yet. Our winter 2023 season preview. We're going to have... Uh, the rest of the shows that we were not able to cover last week. So uh, if you are jumping in on this set, obviously we're just talking about synopsis. So never a bad time to jump in. But if you want to hear our reactions to the first half, that's going to be episode 136. So we have quite a few shows this upcoming winter season and uh, a lot to react to because I won't be around on the 6th because of MAGFest. And uh, next week is going to be our anime of the year show the podcast we're still working on the video but that's going to be where we go into the nitty-gritty but uh for now if you want to follow along (laughs) you can go to anychart.net and select the winter 2023 preview make sure that your settings are set so it is uh language title english and that you're sorting by title not by air date so going through what we had Last week, uh, nothing has changed in terms of shows being added. A couple names have been, uh, well, Romanized, perhaps. uh, And a couple have been shown to now be picked up by certain sources. But we're going to jump right in. The last one we had last week was Pokemon, which was very appropriate, given the big announcement of Ash being formally retired at the end of this upcoming season. (laughs) I'm fascinated to see if there's going to be a spike in viewership for Pokemon. Cause I feel like, you know, this oh, is yeah. the finale. This is that last season hype. And that I expect that the, the content is largely going to be them trying to cram 25 years into 13 or sorry, 11 episodes that my yeah. guess is it's basically going to be like one episode that more or less replays episode one, then give yeah. one episode for each region and then one episode for a finale. Something like that. I mean, we've had nine generations. Well, the ninth uh, generation with, just started, so it's eight generations right. of content. So it's eight that generations, they have to go eleven through. episodes. Um, yeah, more or less. I mean, uh, they've got to hit like some really. I know. I, I saw a screenshot of it. Skim through it a lot, and they, I don't want to address like long. Butterfree. I know if somewhere in recent history they addressed even Primeape. So I mean, they. They've got a stronger handle on canon than, say, uh, <laughs> The Simpsons, who even they're starting to get a bit of a handle on it, and they're they're ten years older. It's kind of fascinating to see the direction that Pokemon's going to go to wrap up Ash up in a nice little bow. Um, yes, so definitely be keeping an eye on that. Uh, but for now, let's get on with the rest of the 2023 winter previews. This next one, I did account. It has 11 words in its title. I feel like I want to start tracking what the high score is. We've been doing <laughs> the obligatory, all right, it's an isekai, take a shot. But at this point, it, uh, you know, chilling in my 30s after getting fired from the Demon King's army, that's already 12 words. So this next one actually and is that's not, not even currently... An isekai. <laughs> that's not even isekai. And at this point, uh, I actually had someone explain to me recently uh, why we get this. And it's because... In light novel publication, when you are pitching your concept, your novel, you don't write a synopsis that all the publisher looks at is the title. And that's how this sort of meta of, all right, we'll just get the synopsis into the title originated. 
of this was their way of playing the system of saying, all right, if I know you're not going to actually read my creative brief or learn anything about my story because you have hundreds of the different titles coming your way, I just need to explain what my thing is in the title. And apparently that's where we got this whole meta. And wow. that makes it a bit more understandable, but it also makes it frustrating. But anyways, yeah, I have- mean, uh, I think it's the, I think it's a good job of marketing and localization. When you can take a 20 word long title and shorten it down to just two words. 11. Beast Tamer. Oh, wow. Was that a, a localized that's, title that used to be long? That's a localized title. That like the actual full title. Oh. And if memory serves correctly, if you watch the anime and you look at the title screen, you'll see it's super long. But really, Beast Tamer itself um, has been abbreviated. I can appreciate that from the localization team, but we should go on and get started with these synopses. The Beast Tamer who was exiled from his party meets a cat girl from the strongest race. Not dealing with that, but we do have Reborn to Master the Blade from Hero... Sorry, Reborn to Master the Blade, colon... From a Hero King to Extraordinary Squire. Now, this was one of the shows that I saw actually at Anime Frontier. As I mentioned last oh, cool. week, I was on staff at Anime Frontier, and one of my duties was actually to stand in during some preview screenings that Crunchyroll held that they had. I think it was seven shows over two different screenings. Some had one episode shown, some had two. And it was a very big deal because these are shows that are being, being shown a month before air. This is stuff that even Japan hasn't seen. So it was very important to Crunchyroll as the license or to make sure that this was airtight. If you are in, you're in. You cannot be recording. And I was just sort of sharking around the aisles, trying not to obstruct anybody's view and you know be considerate of the folks that are here to watch this stuff. But also I was on a mission of just you know glancing, trying to make sure no one's trying to be sneaky. And fortunately, I think folks cooperated but uh, it was a big deal, but it meant that I got to be there for it while not entirely being able to pay attention because I'm doing this scouting, this observation. But I did see, and well, I was in the room while this was shown and picked up bits and pieces for it. After a long life devoted to serving his country and people, Inglis's one wish was to be, a, one wish to be free of a king's burden and to train was actually heard. But as a beautiful girl, Reborn in the far future as the daughter of renowned knights, Inglis can now focus on mastering the martial arts. A wish has been granted, and Inglis will be on the front lines, fulfilling the dream of becoming the strongest knight. So the cold open here is elderly king who has been very, you know, a benevolent ruler. They've always cared about the people and their dying wishes. I want to just, I want, I want to be a knight. I want to be able to continue to protect people, but not through bureaucracy, but through uh, more concrete martial arts actions. Yes. And his wish is granted. Now it's sort of, you know, genie monkey paw thing of you didn't specify as a guy. So whatever higher power was in charge of this and said, your wish has been granted said, well, we're still putting you through the genetic lottery and guess what? You're a girl this time. So here you go. And he takes it in stride. It's, you know, understandably jarring to him at first, but it's not really played up much, which sort of 
puzzles me as a writing choice. And we can get into this more in the initial reaction show when I can do a bit more in depth and actually, you know, watch the first episode in actuality. I'll admit, I'm probably not actually going to watch this one. I kind of want to watch the first episode just so I can confirm what I saw in the screener. And it wasn't bad. This is one that feels like a very tropey sort of -of run-of-the-mill isekai power fantasy, which, you know, they're kind of a dime a dozen right now. And it's not that they're bad, but I've seen a lot in that I'm sort of at the point, as, as I've indicated with previous shows in this very season, that I'm... I've shifted from I love this subgenre and I'm going to watch pretty much everything and drop the ones I don't like. I have shifted slightly to be in prove it mode that I need to hear from someone else, from a review, from a friend that this one's worth my time. And it won't take much to get me in the door past that. And I'm going to actively look at reviews to see, is this worth my time? This one won't take much to get me in the door. And just because I already saw it halfway, I'll probably give it the proper look over. But at a glance and from what I saw, this one isn't going to pull me in. It's fine. And I acknowledge every season is someone's first anime season. So if somebody just coming into anime, brand new fan, hasn't seen Overlord, hasn't seen all these other ones, if they stumble across this, I think this is going to be a fine introduction to the genre. There's nothing wrong with it. And I think it will get someone in. And this is just me being someone who watches a lot and has to be a bit more discerning with time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've never been a fan of the isekai genre um, unless they put a really good spin on it. And this just sounds cookie cutter. There's nothing about the title that has me really, and even the description that has me going, I'm kind of curious. You know, unlike, uh, say... Uh, surviving a dating sim or I'm the villainous, you know, like, and even villainous is now starting to wear thin on its welcome. Yeah. You know, I mean, like we're, we're starting to really retread a lot of different uh, concepts. And I understand it, that success breeds repetition, whether it's in product design, writing, publishing, it makes sense. I'm not begrudging the writers. I'm not begrudging the, the studios here saying yeah. well this is obviously what people want until and until statistics says that there is no longer an appetite for it they're gonna yeah. keep doing it and a lot of people do still like these because they only watch a couple of these per season i yeah. am an outlier i acknowledge that <laughs> fact i yeah. i will openly admit i do not expect or think it is proper for the taste that i currently have to be the taste of the broader anime fandom or industry so everything i say here is just me yeah yeah Yeah. and uh that's why of course it's always a breath of fresh air when you come across anime that aren't based off of existing properties to begin with um which brings us to our next one from studio agiado Uh, and if you want to watch this it's going to be on crunchyroll revenger as master assassin usui yuen looks into a series of assassinations made on the Grand Samurai Clan, the Satsuma. He encounters Kurima Raizo, member and survivor of one of the attacks. Together, they discover the true nature of these murders is bigger than overstolen resources. As they get closer to the truth, will they come out alive to exact revenge? You know, I mean, <laughs> it's... <laughs> they say the title right there in the description... 
Well, when Samurai Tokyo series. Avengers was already taken, so... Yeah, true. Uh, I will uh, say that Studio... Kyoto Revengers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the past. That, uh, uh, Studio Ajido? Ajido. Has a couple interesting titles to their name. One being Ascendance of a Bookworm. The other being Kakushigoto. They only have a couple others here and there. Not a pedigree studio, but you know, they've done two that I enjoyed. Again, this one, it's not a matter of it's an, another isekai that this just seems like a run-of-the-mill samurai show. And to be fair, we get far fewer samurai shows than we get isekai power fantasies. So this could be oh, good. Yeah. And I'm open to watching this, but once again, this is going to be, this falls distinctly on that bubble of I'm probably not going to watch episode one, but I'm going to glance at two or three reviews and see is this worth my time because I could easily believe it being there. And if it is a particularly strong installment of its genre, I'll be all in real easily. I mean, uh, I look at it this way. It, the key art doesn't have the flash that uh, Bakamatsu Bad Boys uh, did, but that one had the pedigree of, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but the character designer, uh, the creator of uh, Shaman King, to, to speak for it and a very flashy stylized look this looks run of the mill the characters might be kind of interesting i'm gonna give it a shot i just like i gave shinobi no itoki a shot but shinobi just fell very flat this looks like it's going to have some substance to it and i hope that this is one that will stick with me for a season we'll find out because this this season doesn't grab me and, and it, this seems to be the, the recurring trend because last winter didn't grab me that much either. It seems like this might be my catch-up season, so to speak. It to might like, be that, it, I'll say it is interesting that, minor spoilers here, when it came time for us to decide our animated year list, that our list is locked in, we're now just working on the production of the video. Yep. We have, I forget if it's one or zero shows from winter 2022 on our anime of the year list. And I didn't realize that until it came time for us to do that. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I expect three or four per season, you know, average it out. Maybe there's going to be one that's lopsided because uh, summer and fall were really good. I didn't realize until I was listing everything out that last winter was stacked to the brim with sequels, good yeah. sequels. And that it sort of seemed like, some and something that I didn't even realize until after the fact that I watched a good five, six new shows and they were fine, but it wasn't until I was looking at it retrospectively that I realized, oh, it feels like a lot of the big name new shows vacated that season saying, all right, we know that the big boys, the ones that have established names are going to be in this season. Yeah. We don't want to bother competing with that. So let's bump ourselves into summer. Let's bump ourselves into fall. And you see this a lot, even with theatrical releases, that when folks see, all right, Marvel has scheduled their latest tentpole blockbuster film on that weekend, a lot of films are going to say, I'm not going to release on that weekend because that's stupid. And that you get that recreated here with anime. So we will see, and there's always a chance for stuff to you know be surprising, but we have already seen a good couple of sequel seasons mentioned. We're going to get to a few more. So it will be interesting to see now that we're a bit more aware of it, 
year over year, does this become a thing that winter becomes the sequel season with a few sleeper hits or not? But anyways, on to the next one. Saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. This one's only nine words. Take a shot. <laughs> Mitsuha is an 18-year-old girl who is often mistaken for a middle schooler due to her childlike face and small stature. The story begins when she loses her parents and her older brother at the same time in an accident and all end up and ends up all alone in another world. So apparently she was lost too in this accident. Whole family, uh, kind of grim. She fails her university entrance exams due to the shock. Oh no, wait, sorry. She is she's all alone in the world, so she did not die in this accident. She fails her university entrance exams due to the shock of losing her family. Understandable, girl. Seriously. Mm -hmm. There are people who are after her parents' insurance money. She doesn't know whether she should go to college or start working. There are also a lot of expenses to worry about, including living expenses and the cost of maintaining the house. One day, she worries how she'll survive. She's given the world-jumping ability by a mysterious being that allows her to go back and forth between this world and an isekai. It literally says isekai here in the description. Now that she has this ability, she comes up with a plan for the future in which she saves 1 billion yen for in each world for a total of 2 billion yen, which is 80,000 in gold coins. Okay, hold on a minute. We have a twist here. Hmm. She's not dead. She is given the ability to go to another world, but also the ability to return at her discretion and leisure. And that huh. she says, all right, I don't like any of the jobs or I can't get a job here in this world. Things are falling apart here. But if I can blip back and forth, and I'm sure they'll explain, you know, does time pass in one world or not? But the concept of, all right, I'm going to go from one world to the other and get the money so I can live a double life in both worlds in in eventual luxury. That's interesting. Hmm. That's different points. Yeah. And this is not a power fantasy, or at least it does not seem so. On the key art, we see her working as a maid. Um, this is one that I'll try. That's enough to, that is enough that is different. And I see to just, you know, get me in the door I'm going to give it one to three episodes. We'll see. This is going to ride or die based on its characters and uh, based on how they are actually going to play out past this initial just scenario. We, that mm. I assume episode one is going to be working through this and that episode one will end with her being given the power to jump back and forth. So I'm going to need to give it two or three. And it's just going to be a question of how good, how fun is this journey to save 80,000 gold coins? But mm. points for originality. It definitely is rather unique. Um, again, not a really big fan of Isika. I will give it a shot because it is somewhat relatable, you know, to a degree. But at the same time, I have a feeling that if the characters and in, in premise don't grab me within the first episode with an Isekai, I usually just wind up passing it over. So this one is very, very much not even on a bubble. It's it's like the fence post leaning off of it. That's fair. Um, fair. Uh, let's so, go ahead and skip the next one. It's Sorcerer yeah. Stabber or Chaos in Urban Rama, which is apparently it's, the third season. I've it's never interesting. It's notable. It. Uh, it's notable, in my opinion, just because of the fact that this has been a reboot slash retelling that started in 2020 for something I remember oh, back wow. in high school. And it's Studio Dean. I didn't know that. So the original light novel apparently ran in Japan from 94 to 2003, ran for 20 volumes. It's notable for having a crossover novel with Slayers. 
Um, and uh, I remember it specifically because there was an anime released in the mid 2000s, as well as a PlayStation 2 game that did make it stateside, courtesy of, of all people, Activision. Because this was back when companies like Activision and EA would publish Japanese RPGs. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm kind of curious to go back and like catch up on this show just based on the nostalgia for having seen the original. Like the the manga did get published in America like back in 2005, apparently by ADV Manga. Um, and yeah, originally it was on DVD and VHS in 2001 for 24 episodes so uh, so yeah i'm i'm a little curious uh to like catch up on it and maybe watch it but yeah it's a sequel to a previous season so that's you know moving on um we've had spy family and we had shinobi no itiki ninja school basically but how about a spy classroom because that's literally the title of this one, Spy Classroom from Feel. Uh, it's a from a light novel. This will be on High Dive this upcoming season. Uh, Conflict-ravaged nations now, de- now deploy covert operatives instead of missiles. That, that sounds like a nice world. Uh, Lily is recruited into spy training, but her practical skills are absolutely abysmal. Desperate to pass, she leaps at the chance to join the mysterious Tomoshibi team. Too bad the team is filled with even more hopeless spies. Together, they must conquer the impassable mission and best their genius instructor. But the true purpose behind their classroom is more harrowing than they can imagine. It is an action comedy. Sounds like they have to go through the, uh, to throw another pop culture reference. I'm squinting my eyes. I want to watch Maru. No, (laughs) I want to watch Assassination Classroom. We have Assassination Classroom at home. Spy classroom. Like, this is two thirds the plot of Assassination Classroom, which don't get me wrong, is one of my favorite anime of all time. There was a time where it was in my top ten. I think it's been bumped out by now, but I loved Assassination Classroom. And to be honest, I wouldn't mind another. So if this is like Assassination Classroom that we have at home, you know what? I'm in. I'm curious. Uh, it looks. I like the character designs. Feel is a good studio. I'll give it a shot. You know, High Dive, lately, after this year, I've said you can't go wrong by High Dive. And this year kind of proved it by having between one and three shows a season, every season, that just kind of drew you in. And Studio Feel, which has brought us uh, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Yeah. We Make Our Life, which was in our top 10 for last year. you know, Matsuri, there's been some good stuff from Studio Fields, so here's hoping they've got something. Up next is Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. Hey, it's only four words. This sounds like a nice, proper, uh, you know, classic shoujo type of thing. It's uh, adventure fantasy romance in a world where fairies are bought and sold to the highest bidder. Ugh. Humans aren't yeah. exactly on friends on aren't exactly on friendly terms with the Fae folk, but. Friendship is exactly what Anne Halford seeks with uh, Chalet, her new fairy bodyguard, though he's not so keen on the idea. As his new master, Anne tasks him with escorting her through a particularly dangerous area. But with a reluctant bodyguard eager to escape a life of servitude, he'll have to deal with a lot more than she bargained for. 
huh, okay. And the fact that we have the romance tag obviously tells us where this is going. It's JC staff. Yeah, I got to admit, I like their stuff. I mean, they've got a certain pedigree. They've been around for ages. Um, I I am very much interested in this. Like it for a four word title. Adventure fantasy I hate, romance. I love and hate that we're actually taking title length into consideration nowadays of just, hey, you're not a sentence. You're bucking the trend. Good for you. You get points. I don't it's, like it's that. Even, it's even less that and more like the more vague the title, the more interesting it gets. Because if you wear we, your premise we, on your sleeve, we've gone to full parabola now where having this big flashy title where you tell us the story. It's like, ooh, I'm hooked. It's now all right, I, I, if I don't know it entirely, then you're more likely to at least check in curiosity. It's, it's worse than learning the entire plot of a movie by watching a trailer because you're getting the entire plot of a 10 to 13 episode show in its title. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to initially pass, but keep my ear to the ground once again on this one. Yeah. Uh, and since you're watching it out of the gate, I'll sort of just ask you, hey, is this worth picking up? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so uh, you can catch an eye, uh, keep an eye out for that on Crunchyroll. Um, up next, Technoroid Overmind. This is coming to us from Dogakobo, and uh, you'll be able to watch this apparently on YouTube, uh, according to. That's uh, usually just. Uh, the link that I see there, that's probably just for the PV. It's the official uh, channel. We'll, we'll find out any. Yeah, uh, we'll find out uh, maybe next week or a couple weeks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the tag is music. Uh, the story of wretched, beautiful androids is set on the entertainment towel Babel, the new source of hope for humanity after climate change has submerged the world underwater. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, several unique musical units compete to rise to the top of Babel by mu- moving the hearts of both humans and androids uh, with their performances. This was originally scheduled for July. The release date was postponed until January for the health and safety of production staff due to rising cases of in-house coronavirus infections. Mm. And I imagine that that would be very uh, important given the fact that the tag is music. Um, So it's, you know, it's a music music competition show. Post-apocalyptic music battles involving androids. It so, doesn't even sound like an and like a music battles. It just sounds like music. I mean, it, it says several unique musical units compete to rise to the top of Babel. Babel, not battle. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, they're competing, so it is technically I, I a battle. That's American Idol, you know, yeah, well, the I mean, country's got talent type of competing, not musical combat. I mean, I'm I'm just going to consider it musical combat to to get me vaguely interested in a, in in a concept that probably didn't get picked up, most likely due to music licensing having to do with some of this and concept being the other half of it. Um, if it does get li- with. if it does get licensed, I'll give it an episode watch, like I watched an episode of Vazrock. Vazrock didn't stick with me whatsoever, <laughs> other than the. St- title so yeah with a title like technoroid um, but uh let's let's leave the source of other to the side for another light novel adaptation yeah the next one we have is tensei ojo to tensai reijo no maho kakume which translates to by google translate 
be reincarnated, take a shot, princess and the genius daughter's magical revolution. Okay, then. Despite her supposed ineptitude with regular magic, Princess uh, Anisfia, Anisfia defies the aristocracy's expectations by developing magicology, a unique magical theory based on memories of her past life. <laughs> One day she witnesses the brilliant noblewoman Euphelia unjustly stripped of her title as kingdom's next monarch. That's when uh, Asphia concocts a plan to help Euphelia uh, retain her good name which somehow involves them flying together and researching magic. Little do these two ladies know, however, that their chance encounter will alter not only their futures, but those of the kingdom and the entire world. Listed as fantasy romance, uh, hmm. there are a bunch of girls and one brooding guy looking away from the camera in the key art. I'll watch the premiere of this and judge. Um, that, like you were saying earlier, sometimes there's just not enough. And, you know, this is conceptually potentially good enough. So, yeah, I'll give it one episode and we'll take it from there. I'm not even necessarily going to give it three, but I'll give it a shake. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll go based off of your recommendation on this one, because I usually, you know, defer when it comes to isekais and stuff like that, um, you know, and and. uh resurrection type shows um i mean i'll admit moody guy in the background not facing the rest of the females does have me slightly curious as to why is he so moody now uh, and why was he pushed into the background <laughs> like, well because yeah. the well because he's the, not the main character obviously but not the main characters and well we'll let's be blunt the female characters are probably going to sell to a majority demographic here yeah um i don't know again that's that's a bubble type thing for me i'll wait for uh i'll wait for the verdict to come in from other people uh up next from signal md uh comes something from a novel actually not a light novel a novel um this one's going to be on crunchyroll if you want to check it out it's called the fire hunter outside the magical barriers lies a world overrun by fiery beasts known as flame demons it's very to the point there. And the only ones who can protect humanity are the fire hunters. Makes sense. Uh, in the dark woods where the beasts roam is where Tolko, a young villager, is rescued from attack by one of these skilled trackers, Koshi. But their meeting was no accident and a new destiny begins. I want to watch uh, Fire Force. We have Fire Force at home. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's not fair to the Fire Hunter, and I know it's not fair to Spy Classroom, but when you have a show that has at least half of the concept the same in the synopsis and one of a two- or three-word title in common, I'm going to give you the shifty eye at first. I'm giving it a look based off of the key art here. And this looks like it's going to be a very visually striking show. Um, the producers of the show include uh, Production IG. So while the studio signal and the Production IG is one of the people behind it, and the key art looks like this is going to be a very visually breathtaking and darker show. I'll give it that, and I'll also say, similar to with Spy Classroom, Fire Force was very good. And, you know, I'm not entirely opposed to Fire Force at home if that's what's on the menu 
and there isn't anything else that's grabbing me. So this is one I'm not going to watch at first. I think I'll let you that mm. we're, we're sort of trading off here. Of, yeah. You know, sort of relying on each other for initial impressions so we can spread out the work. I'm liking this system. So yeah. you can take the fire hunter <laughs> and have that first look and report back to me. Up next right. is the fruit of evolution too. Before I knew it, my life had it made. This was an isekai that even I didn't watch and it has a season two. So good for those fans. I'm happy for you. But up next is Again, very conveniently, we're not actually trying to do this, but this is another one that I saw in the Crunchyroll preview panel. It is the ice guy and his cool female colleague. The setting is a workplace where a snowy white romance blows in like a blizzard. Himuro is a descendant of the Yuki Onas living in modern times and a newbie office worker. When he gets emotionally overwhelmed, he ends up causing blizzards or starts building snowmen and igloos. Whenever his secret romantic feelings for his unique yet kind co-worker, Fuyutsuki, intensify, sometimes he ends up freezing those around him. And then there's Fuyutsuki. Everyone sees her as the cool type, but Fuyutsuki is also pretty curious about her mysterious uh, co-worker, Himuro. Their relationship continues to gradually evolve daily through work and work events. Eventually, they start to spend time with each other outside of work, but they're both a bit awkward when it comes to love, so they just can't seem to get close. A heartwarming workplace fantasy rom-com starring a seemingly cool couple is about to begin. I, I see what they did there with the cool puns and even the fact yeah. that her name means wintry moon. Uh, I mean, oh, it sounds huh? cute. It sounds and cute. I mean, <laughs> cute is a very good description from what I saw when it's I the rom-com it. season. Yeah, that uh, again was not paying a hundred percent attention for obvious reasons yeah. while scouting around, but I do distinctly remember this one and thinking it's fine and this one is it it's what it says on the tin here and it's different the whole concept of all right he's a descendant of uh snow or not kaiju um snow yokai yeah uh, and that he makes no and that's and the whole thing. He, he, he gets flustered because he's in love, and that being flustered then manifests itself twist. in a very physical sense. Whereas she is the cool, tee other end of cool type, and she gets flustered around him, although she doesn't generate a physical response in the same way. It's a rom com. It is puns a. Puns are everywhere, too. I mean, yeah. it's heartwarming. Uh huh. Yeah, they, they really loaded up that last sentence. My um, God. <laughs> oh wait wait in the name Himuro he if if I saw the kanji I could probably uh you know see yeah I mean like right there hot like fire key being fire mm. if, if that's the kanji in the name it kind of just keeps giving away these little bits and pieces yeah I'll give it a shot I will give it a shot I and again I'll let rom-com. you report that um, past. and being winter We've had the ice guy, Mr. Ice Guy. Now we're going to go to a light novel that doesn't have 20 words in the title. The Only Ice Blade Sorcerer That Shall Rule the World. This comes to us from Cloud Hearts. It will be airing on Crunchyroll. And uh, the synopsis of this action adventure goes as such. The Arnold Academy of Magic is a school for the elite. And Ray White is just your ordinary guy. In fact, he doesn't seem particularly skilled with magic at all. And is a bit of a klutz, which is why he has nothing to do with the rumor that one of the great magicians, the Ice Blade Sorcerer, is a member of the incoming class. Right? 
It's not an isekai. <laughs> He's just just an klutzy. ordinary guy who's a klutz who might who's be the ice blade sorcerer. <laughs> it sounds so cliche, but it at does. the same time, it could be a good laugh. I mean, it doesn't. It's not even tagged as a comedy, but it sounds like it might be a comedy. So I'll, I'll give it an episode or two. Okay, yeah, cool. You can report on that one. Here's a 10-word ah, one, cool. but, I, but it's not an isekai. The Legend of Heroes, because Legend of Legendary Heroes was already taken. Trails of Cold Steel, Northern War, which implies the existence of a Southern War and possibly Eastern Western. This is a video game adaptation, actually, or video oh, game spinoff, uh, yeah. since the actual title of the game is Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel. And oh, there's been like, okay, that I makes think sense. there's like nine games in this franchise so Holy far. Cow. Something like that. There's, I think, five in Trails of Cold Steel, and then there's Trails of the Sky, which I think had three or four. I don't know. I've got a friend who's played them all. That has me worried that I need great. to know stuff going in, but I'll, we'll see. This could be a good Septian, entry point. Who knows? Yeah. Septian calendar year 1205. Lavi was born in North Ambria, the poorest region in northwestern Zemuria. Oh boy, we're going to get a lot of North. Uh, uh, jargon here. She enlists in the Northern Jaegers, the largest in the continent, to protect her hometown to distinguish herself from her grandfather Vlad, who was once a hero but betrayed North Ambria. Her devotion to her missions often earned her uh, violations of regulations and one day she is ordered to assemble a platoon with Martin, Isira, and Talion for an impossible spy mission to Erebonia to gather information on the Imperial hero, mysterious threat to North Ambria. Action adventure fantasy, but it sounds like there's going to be some spy intrigue here. Sure. I'll give it an ep I'll give it three episodes. You know what? Might be a good entry point uh, to get into the games. I've heard great things from a friend of mine who's played all of the Legend of Heroes games. Uh, this is a franchise that goes as far back as the PSP is memory. Uh, if memory serves correctly, it's Tatsunoko Pro. Um, they're of course a legendary studio on top of it all. So I, uh, I don't doubt the pedigree of this. Um, I might give it a shot if I've got room in, uh, my, uh, watching schedule, just like, uh, how, uh, the secret of mana and near ones are like on that bubble where it's like, well, I've played the game or I plan on playing the game. Therefore I might watch the show or I might keep up with the show. Same with this, except there are so many in this franchise now that it might be easier to just watch the show and then maybe play the games down the line. Maybe uh, my backlog for games is worse than my backlog for anime, which is why I'm glad when a show has a sequel season and I haven't watched the original, I can skip over it. Like, Oh boy, take two shots for the length of this title. It's 14 words, but it's a sequel to one that Mario and I actually legitimately enjoyed. The misfit of Demon King Academy 2, history's strongest Demon King, reincarnates and goes to school with his descendants. And yeah, it's like Demon King first, Academy Part 2. This one was real dumb, but it was still real fun. And uh, if you're not drunk yet, take another shot. The reincarnation of the strongest exorcist in another world from Studio Blanc. Comes to us from a light novel. It'll be airing on Crunchyroll. You can't be happy if you're just strong, even if you're the strongest exorcist in the world. Exorcist Haruyoshi Kuga, called an unrivaled genius, is betrayed by the Imperial Court and about to die. 
Resolving to be happy in his next life, he uses a secret reincarnation technique he created and reincarnates in another world. And so he receives a new name, Seika, and a new life. What I lacked in my previous life was cunning. In this life, I'll be more calculating and find happiness. With the strongest exorcist techniques and strongest demons working with him, what lies ahead for him? The peaceful life he wants? Or... This is the start of a story no one's ever seen before. The story of the strongest exorcist in a fantasy world. I think we've seen this story before. How many times are they going to try to tell us that this is something we haven't seen before? Now, to be Even fair, the- I don't think we've seen, you know, everything is original enough that it's, you know, what is the tweak? What is the gimmick that I don't think that we've seen an exorcist isekai who who willingly and knowingly reincarnated himself yeah how does that even work i don't actually? know actually like i don't know i just even the key art's doing nothing for me it's a pass for me um good luck to all who watch it uh pop into the discord and let us know if it's something worth watching because uh maybe one of us will pick it up uh next up whoa there's something here in the first sentence that takes me off guard this okay. is the tale of outcasts Wisteria is an orphan girl living in a corner of the British Empire. Oh, my. So this is British? Our world British Empire? Uh, okay. Uh, living in the British Empire at the end of the 19th century, her life is desolate and bleak until she encounters Malbus, a powerful but equally lonely immortal being with a furry appearance hounded by hunters. Together, Wisteria and Malbus roam the empire populated by humans and human-like beasts in search of a place where they can live together in peace. Okay, so this is not our world, but there's elements of our world. That's a very interesting choice. Britain, Britain, wait a second. Britain like what? Britain. In the 19th century, the end of the 19th century. Isn't there another anime that deals with Britain? I mean, there was Moriarty Patriot, but... Uh, There's plenty of stuff that we've seen in Britain. I was going to say, like Britannia? Well, yes. Uh, yes. There you go. There's our obligatory code Gios reference. Thank you. I almost <laughs> missed it. But the thing is, You're Britannia welcome. in terms of the map is actually the U.S., but we're not going to get into that. Oh, Japan. What the heck? Um, uh, oh, it looks I'm cool. Is, oh, yeah, Productions, you know, good, uh, good studio yeah. as far as I can remember. I, I don't know. Um, the name sounds very familiar to me. But no, I, I'm looking I at their like, past stuff. They haven't done much of anything. They've done... Oh, very few things, actually. Huh. And a lot of these but, other ones are like older ones. The most recent notable thing they did was Cutie Honey Universe in 2018. OK, so you're saying older ones. That's actually stuff I might recognize as I'm scrolling through. I'm like, wait a second. Kiba! Kiba and Death Note. 2006. They worked on Death Note. Holy crap. Yeah, like I'm going through this. I'm going, wait, wait. Eureka 7, Aquarium. House. Uh, Madhouse did Death Note. This had to have been one of the sort of affiliate studios, studios. that helped in between. Yeah. yeah. That, that um, was Madhouse. So. Yeah, F Zero GP Legend. They they do have a history with certain things. Yeah, like the, they, they you, go back you pretty see this far. every so often. A support studio finally, you know, throwing in their gambit and starting with their first primary production show. And you usually see them with these types of kind of low risk things, kind of generic yeah. things, trying to get a foothold. And that's respectable. I'll pass on this. Just doesn't I'll check it out. Me. I'm okay, curious. Cool. I like the artwork. Uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm a fan of shows like Slayers and stuff like that. So give me a good, uh, give me a good fantasy. I will be drawn into it. So hopefully Ooh. the tale of outcasts, uh, won't be outcast for too long. If it turns out to be a good series. Well, the next is the vampire dies in no time season two. Uh, this was a, a comedy that just didn't click for me. It has Jun Fukuyama of code Geass fame in the lead role of, uh, uh Draluk or whatever the name was. It wasn't terrible. I thought the I thought the premiere was super funny for about the first 15 minutes and then it just wore thin. Um, but I know, you know, some people enjoyed it and that's why I got a season two. So here you go. Next and one is a sequel that I'm looking years. forward to. Uh, Tokyo Revengers season two. Big note here. Big mm. note. Tokyo Revengers is no longer on Crunchyroll. It is now on Disney Plus. That, that is, is a, small a coup. big jump. And I mean, coup, my friend, the question uh, is, is that Disney plus stateside? That's the question, because there's a number of shows that have been picked up by Disney plus that have not made it stateside. I'm looking at you summertime rendering. I mean, meanwhile, you also have dance, 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 or that was Disney plus in Japan and Crunchyroll got it. So I, from what I have heard, Disney Plus has it worldwide. It will not be on Crunchyroll. Okay, so I'm just going to I'm going to throw the caveat in here. Um what if cuz Bleach was on Disney Plus in Japan, oh but Hulu stateside. And Hulu that still stateside. counts because Hulu is owned by owned Disney. by Disney. So there is a chance that this could wind up or the other uh twist in it could be maybe potentially and this could have been just because of the Crunchyroll Warner Brothers tie uh before Crunchyroll got grabbed by Sony um Tokyo Revengers did air on Adult Swim and if memory serves correctly it also is currently available on HBO Max because of that that's um, super weird Bottom line is Tokyo Revengers season one was really good. Heralded as one of the best shows of 2021. It just, it's really good. Keep an eye out for wherever it might land. And yeah, we just need to keep an ear to the ground, figure out where this thing is dropping because it's not clear anymore. Yeah. Um, Next, uh, Tomo-chan is a girl. Boyish high school girl, uh, Aizawa Tomo, manages to finally tell her childhood friend, June, that she's got a crush on him. Unfortunately, her confession goes right over his head. He didn't even realize she was a girl until junior high, and even now, June still thinks of her as a bro. How can Tomo-chan possibly convince him otherwise and win June's heart? Cute. Enough, I'll give it a I shot. Guess. I could have sworn I've read a, uh, a one-shot Along the lines of this at one point. At, uh, the studio, Studio Le Deuce, they did Heroines Run the Show, and mm. uh, they oh, also did one of the ones I watched. Yeah. Yeah, Fanfare of Adolescence. So they had two really strong shows this year. So sure. That's going to get me in the door that yeah. they've had very good taste recently. And I saw a banner for this at Anime Frontier. This was mm. one of the ones that was previewed. But it's obviously yeah. one the Crunchyroll is pushing, so sure, fine. Uh, up next, big a, one for Crunchyroll, um, and the initial first look did not win a lot of people over because CG anime does carry a heavy stigma. But I will say, subsequent uh, trailers 
showed that that first trailer was definitely an alpha preview and not representative of the show itself. Trigun Stampede coming to us from Orange. Um, the synopsis just says Trigun is a popular Japanese gun action manga series created by Yasuhiro Naito. It follows the fated journey of Vash the Stampede, a legendary gunman and a pacifist with a bounty on his head. And now it'll be reborn as a brand new original anime series, Trigun Stampede in 2023. So this synopsis is assuming that you are familiar with the classic, well, now classic show from 1998 that aired on Adult Swim in the early 2000s. Yeah, as so somebody I'm, who loved the original, I am looking forward to this. I am looking forward to most likely the dub just because I'm curious to see. I don't know if they announced whether or not Jai Young Bosch would be back uh, to play Vashford. I really hope he is. I wouldn't be I surprised they realize. got him back for Bleach, so he's still in the game. Yeah, and I assume that they're gonna put their money where the, their mouth is for this because it's Trigun. I've always had the hot take that I think Trigun's overrated. I don't think Trigun's that great. I think it was. I like. I liked it. Maybe it's nostalgia goggles. Ninety-eight, as we reviewed that uh, earlier in the year, was a loaded year in Japan. That shaped anime culture in the united states and I did abroad. a whole episode about trigun with hayes uh one yeah. of our frequent guests and member of the radio drama cast on why i thought it was just fine a lot of it boils down to i thought knives was entirely uncompelling and shoehorned in the last six episodes but i'm not going to go on that rant today i'll probably it's a watch it just as be well it's not clear it's not clear if this is a retelling or a uh, continuation. No, they uh, they very much stated this is a retelling because the oh, early, is? the very beginning, the very first teasers they showed showed Vash when he was younger, and so this is not a well, continuation. Can, this is a retelling. You could be having the continuation and showing other parts of his youth. That's entirely possible. I'm pretty sure that this is actually just a full blown like reimagining retelling because um, they changed the style up a little bit and whatnot. Like. It's it's kind of like how next year Rurouni Kenshin's getting a retelling as well. If this is if this is mostly a retelling, then I will pass. If this is a sequel, I will give it three episodes because, well, heck, maybe I'll just give it three episodes anyways because maybe they'll fix the things I didn't like about. I don't know. We'll see. A a lot of this is going to come down to the calculus of there's been a lot of stuff that I've said pass on so far season to be fair that's happened before and that's just i have seasons where we go through our previews i only have five or six shows most of them being sequels and then i just keep my ear to the ground do a good scraping of reviews and then pick myself up to 10 shows so that probably will end up being the case this winter because Uh, the next one uh, we only have two left sorry three left and one of them is a sequel. It is Surune, The Linking Shot by Kyoto Animation. Uh, this, if memory serves, was KyoAni's archery show? <laughs> I'm, I think so, especially with the name Linking Shot. And obviously yeah. it's KyoAni, so it's probably going to be good. I didn't actually watch Surune. Hmm. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. unfamiliar with it. Uh, yeah, Drama Slice of Life Sports. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was the archery one. And Cool, you know, it's always good to see KyoAni still in the game, doing what they do. It's going to be high quality. If you like your sports, if you like KyoAni, you're going to have a good time. This is a show that I am happy exists, even if I'm going to pass on this one. We Mm. have Unite Up by Cloverworks. 
Authentication is other, so not sure what that means. Uh, it says music. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. in terms of source, it is other. Yeah. It's not saying light novel game or something. So this may be a multimedia franchise. The anime Same story centers way. on Akira Kiyose, who sings on the video streaming site under the singer name Kikunoyu. So he's a streamer. One day, the talent, one day, the talent agency Smilea Production scouts him. Smilea is an agency founded by retired legendary pop idol pair Analia to train budding new idols. Akira then forms the idol group, an idol group with Benari Naoe and Chihiro Itsugawa, who were also scouted. Their new group, Protostar, will have their debut alongside other new idol groups with Smilea Production, Legit and Jax Jax. It's it's a music show. It's a music industry show with boy idols. I mean, it's not exactly, you know, original per se, because I mean, God knows within the past 10 years, I think one of the biggest ones to stand out was uh, Utena Prince-sama. It's, uh was one of the big breakouts of, of that genre of boy band, uh, you know, for Joshi Bait type shows. And this just kind of, fills in like fits in with the rest of them um it's not currently uh licensed by anybody so i mean it's not that this is not to my taste but i'm also like you said definitely not the target audience so yeah here you go for joshi fans glad that you uh you know got your meal for the season enjoy yeah uh up next this is one that i haven't seen the first season of but Mm. that i need to because I've heard yeah. so many things. I've heard people call it the anime of the year from its year of release. This is Vinland Saga season two from Studio I've heard, Map. I've heard good things about that first season two. Really good things. I might have Vinland. to. Uh, I might have to binge. Um, this is uh, available apparently both on Crunchyroll and Netflix. Yeah, that I I distinctly remember this being a Netflix uh, show for season one. I don't remember if it was exclusive or not, but I'm on, but I distinctly remember it being on Netflix. So hey, there you go. Speaking of Netflix. Uh, Glass Onion release today. If you haven't seen Glass Onion, go watch it. It's real freaking good. Hashtag mm. not sponsored. I just legitimately love Knives Out. It was a great film. I, I loved seeing that uh, in theaters. But that's it. Um, that's everything. Scrolling through to see if there's anything else of note uh, for a little side notes. I know a lot of stuff bleeding over. Yeah, actually into winter you um we got uh my hero we got uh eminence and shadow we're gonna say yatsura all bleeding over into uh the uh uh winter season to your eternity blue lock um and a couple of these are going to be standards that would say yatsura is going to be here for one more season that's not much to your eternity one more season shadow one more season academy one more season but um uh we know that uh, which from Mercury is going to be 50 episodes. Same length as Code Geass, same writer as Code Geass. Mm. But bottom line is we got a year of that. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, Gridman and Dinazanon are both getting film adaptations that are just abridged versions of their shows leading up to a crossover season, I think, uh, next year. Oh. Um, net animations include a final season of Agretzko, um as well as uh two yep house husband season two and uh saint Seiya knights of the zodiac season three uh as well um i need to do a quick inventory we only had four isekais last week there was a 
bunch more today. So yeah, uh, scroll back up and just do a quick count to see getting back to where Pokemon was. Uh, Reborn one. Uh, I'm gonna count Isekai's all over. So yeah, eighty thousand gold two. Um, no. Uh, Genius Princess three. Fire Hunter, no. Evolution, no. Ice Guy, no. No, no. Misfit, uh, well, I'm not going to count that because that's a sequel. Reincarnation of Strongest Exorcist, four. Okay, maybe it's less than I thought. Maybe it was just, why did it feel like there were so many more? I think it's it because like we had so many more. light novel, 20 word long titles. Okay, yeah, but I'm probably mentally lumping in light novel long titles with those. So, there we go. Only uh, four actual shots, uh, unless you're including uh, Demon King Academy, in which case it's five. But like I said, that's the sequel. So it's, you know, it's still eight for the season, which is darn near a fifth of the shows. That's a, it's not the most we've ever seen, but it's a lot. But anyways, yeah. th- this is going to be an interesting season because, like we said, this is one of those where we've got a good number of big name uh, sequels. Not as many crazy heavy hitters as last winter when you had flipping um you know attack on titan which immediately sucks a lot of the air out of the room but uh in terms of sequels that i know i'm going to be watching already we have bofuri we have bungo stray dogs we've got i'm just scrolling through right now Um, inspector season two we've got Huh. There, there was like one or two more that I'm waiting to get to. Misfit Demon King Academy, so that's uh, and then Tokyo Revengers, so that's like five shows, six shows, uh, and yeah. then Saga. So uh, you know, Revengers. There and then we'll see how many I pick up. But uh, you know, it's always nice that this is that time of season where we don't know how good something to be that we didn't expect. Holy crow, Birdie Wing was just going to yeah. totally take over the season for us and that and that was that was spring actually yeah uh you know last season i famously said oh well it's another gundam show i'm not gonna watch that <laughs> we all know and, uh, mobile suit utina kind of just dragged us all in <laughs> yeah so we could be singing a very different tune three four weeks from now we will see True. but that's half the fun of it and that's why i enjoy doing these preview shows because it gives us a taste gives us a glance and just sort of an idea of what you're still going to watch uh, trailers too on top of it all to see if a trailer and because they haven't even finished announcing what's licensed and what's, what's not where? on these uh, channels. I mean, we we still don't know where Tokyo Revengers is going to land. So, so I mean, like if this turns out to be a light season like last uh, winter was great, I could play catch up on some other stuff since I know that uh, uh, if if memory serves correctly. Both Demon Slayer and Jujutsu are coming back next year uh, at some point. So I've got to watch, like, catch up on both of those because I haven't seen a bit of it. And I've heard the hype surrounding both of them. So it's just like My Hero, one of those things, or or Mob Psycho, where I'm just going to sit down and grind through the dub and, uh, you know, catch up on those uh, so I can watch them as they come out next year. Um, Other than that, I mean, there are some that, pop out and have me going yes others that have me there's there's a lot more maybe than yes though uh compared to the last few seasons so um i'm i'm just hoping that 
next season can be more of a catch-up season for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, that's... We we get Christmas four times a year here as anime fans. And this is uh, sort yeah, of the night That's two Christmas. times more than uh, uh, video game fans. Uh, so E3 and I guess the Game Awards nowadays has sort of cemented itself as the second one? Yeah, more or less, considering E3 now bleeds together with Summer Games Fest. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. This has been episode number 137 of DKI, Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And on YouTube, you can see the trailer for Kokoro No Pro, our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel being headed up by RJ and Mario. Uh... I'm going to be back next week for the usual stuff. Nothing too crazy happening. Uh, we finally finished Great Ace Attorney after a year last night. So we're looking to start what will probably be It Takes Two next Thursday. Uh, next radio drama isn't for another uh, four or five weeks. So plenty of time on that. But yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. You can join us for happy hour in the Discord if you're interested after this. And yeah, I think that's just about, oh, yes, of course. Uh, you can uh, check out our sponsor, Image Anime at imageanime.com. I was like, I, there's something in the back of my mind that I know I'm forgetting. <laughs> you can use the code discount chip, that is D-E-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-S-H-I-P for free shipping on orders of $100 or more. And you can get Digital Era Entertainment merchandise from merch.streamelements.com slash Digital Era Entertainment. Now, I think that's going to do it for us. So thank you all so much. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Stay safe, stay sane, stay warm, and we will see you next time on Digital Era Twitch.